everybody and welcome to today's podcast. Today it's an absolute pleasure to have with us Avlana Simpson of the brand, a UK brand, but going global. Avlana Interior. Well, how would you describe yourself, Avlana? Is it Avlana Interior Design or Avlana? Just Avalana Design, um, brand and interior design. I mean, I've I, I struggle with the <laughs> struggle with the the ter- the right term to encapsulate exactly what I do. <laughs> Um, it's a little bit tricky just because obviously I've got my own brand of, of home decor products, wall coverings, um, kimonos as well. So it's really hard to like get it into one neat and tidy nutshell. Plus, I'm starting to do obviously the interior design and even some commercial projects now as well. So to get like an umbrella title is quite tricky. So it's kind of sort of compartmentalizing areas of the brand is, is what I'm doing, you know, with my little brochures and things. Oh, but, yeah. I, feel, I feel better now because I couldn't put it into one sentence. Yeah. It's yeah, I, I can't. If you figure it out, Debbie, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great! It's so lovely to have you here. It really, really is. Thank and you, so you know, I've admired your work for a long time. You're incredibly talented, and you know, as an independent designer brand, you know, you're inspiration to so many people. So thank you so much for sparing the time. In a you know, in a small business, but it's very difficult and it's hard to get the time to um, just 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 to share and to to share your knowledge. So thank you, thank you. Let's roll back to the beginning. When and why did you decide to follow a creative career? I think I always knew I was a little bit obsessed with sort of creativity, like uh, every, anything to do with like painting, drawing, anything that you used your imagination and creativity for. I was just all, you know, feet first diving, mm-hmm. um, whether it was like playing games in the playground or, you know, when you went through school. You know, tons of people didn't know what they wanted to do, but I just always used to say something to do with art and design. So I always knew I was headed for art school. Um, that was just always the end goal. What was going to come out of art school, I didn't know. I just knew I had to pursue something creative. And I actually fell into printed textiles after doing um, a general first year. Uh-huh. Kind of Jordanston. So I actually was at art school for four years instead of the three because I didn't know what specialism I wanted to do until I got a taste. I mean, I almost went into illustration. Mm-hmm. It was only at the final, final um, part where I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do printed textiles because when I saw my artwork, my illustrations on fabric, I was like, that just takes it to the next level for me of enjoyment. <laughs> that's where it all came from really yeah um but yeah I think I've always just known I've always known I would I would lead some sort of creative career that's great which which uni did you go to Avlana I went to Dundee so it was Duncan of Jordanston um, name of the the college um so yeah that's where I, I graduated from in 2010 and then I actually exhibited um my degree show at New Designers in that year and that's where I ended up getting my my first industry job. You know, I didn't go for any of the sort of working for free internships, but A, because my mum and dad couldn't afford to put me up. Um, and I was just ready. I was just hungry for, for getting paid. And, and so when I got offered the greeting cards job, yes, it wasn't printed textiles because a lot of my sort of fellow college um uh, graduates were like oh yeah but it's not what it's not what you graduated in and I was like look I just want to start working I want to get my teeth into something I want to just get my foot in the door with a with a proper paying job and just start an industry um which obviously I did greeting cards which was a lot of graphics a lot of typography learning fonts learning a lot more illustrator at the same time as photoshop 
But I mean, my God, it got me well up to scratch on, you know, you touch on these programs and softwares when you're at college, but nothing prepares you for industry until you're plugged in from half eight till 5pm. Yeah, I was doing it in my sleep. I was like doing shortcuts and everything. It was crazy. Even when I would make a mistake on makeup, I was like, Apple Z. It was just like madness. Um, But yeah, I just feel like every single job I've had. So then obviously that led to me thinking, right, I'm going to try something new. So at the end of two years of working in the green cards job, I went on to getting a job at Graham and Brown and learning sort of wallpaper. Uh-huh. Um, so that's when I sort of learned that side of things. Loved that super creative studio. Uh, was able to do artwork there, a lot more um, drawing and painting involved, and using your own drawings instead of just reusing other graphics from the nineteen eighties. Yep. <laughs> Which I know some studio jobs are. Um, nothing wrong with that. You're building your skill set in every job that you do. And then I kind of just, at the end of a, a few years at Graham and Brown, I was like, I really just want to to do a job um, that sort of feels more like what I graduated in, the textile side of design, which is why I then um, went into my final job in industry, which was a home textile. So it was lots of bedding for sort of High Street, uh, Next, uh, Primark, um, Argos, that sort of thing, um, designing bedding for there. And I actually had progressed as senior designer by that point. So, you know, it was a lot more sort of business meetings and buy trip meetings uh, across to New York and Dubai and sort of heading up the trends um, at Frankfurt at Hindtex every mm-hmm. January. So there was a lot more sort of business side things that I got involved in in that role um, that kind of almost set me up for thinking to myself, you know, I'm spending all of these hours working here and the next sort of step up was going to be sort of design manager, studio manager, which was just more people management. And I was like, "Mm, that's not really where I want to go. Um, Plus, I just wanted to have this like pang of really wanting to get back into like watercolour and art and become more of an artist rather than a business manager type role. So I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to try this now. Um, so it was the summer of 2018. And I was, I just took that leap of faith. You know, my, my, he was boyfriend at the time, husband now, uh, bless him. He was like, you know, three months, if you don't make your first sort of invoice to help the, with the bills, you know, just look for another job. So I was like, right, let's do it. So, yeah, um, but things just took off. You know, I I started freelancing. I was freelancing as well as sort of trying to find my feet with the my own brand. Um, And I was actually freelancing all the way through to January 2021, um, you know, just just helping to pay the bills and things while I was building my own brand. Because, you know, it doesn't happen overnight with with starting a brand. Um, So, yeah, so I was freelancing all the way for a good couple of years at the start um, while I was just Those, um, build it up. Multi- multiple income streams are really important at the beginning with any business, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was just such a nice safety blanket to know that I could still use my skills for for that income coming in to pay the rent while there was, it was taking the pressure off, you know, trying to get this brand off the ground. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that was the main thing. Absolutely. What kind of print technologies did you learn about then whilst you were working in industry? Did you get a, 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 into the learning curve of digital technologies and what they're capable of? Not so much digital, to be honest. Digital uh-huh. was only coming in when I got to the textile jobs, which is my final yeah. job. When I was at Graham and Brown, it was a lot more traditional screen printing and gravure. Um, they were uh, actually really, really good um, with the 
new starts. They would take us over the road, over the canal to the factory and show us, yeah. you know, these huge machines. But still, um, there wasn't much in the way of digital printing going on on there. And then even when I started the textile job, uh, the mill was in Pakistan. And, you know, I actually, when I started there, sold the first digital print they'd ever done to, into Argos. And they were okay. like, hey, you've finally done it. <laughs> at the time it was still such an expensive printing method it was it had to be a, re, a design that really sort of lent itself to that expensive technology at the time because obviously there was so much color and detail it could do but it was it was more expensive to set up the digital print for the textile machines yeah, at the time absolutely. so I was really proud about that actually just I think my designs are really sort of maximalist busy they always have been <laughs> a lot of layers a lot of color <laughs> It's so, incredible, yeah. though. Yeah, it's 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 incredible, isn't it? You know, if you look at your designs and the way that you you draw, and then the scale that digital allows you to create. But we'll we'll talk about that later on. Just touching base on Graham and Brown as well. That's an interesting story too, because five years on, they've um, they have an incredible digital production line there now. Yeah, running high speed wall coverings using digital technologies. It's changed a lot. It's changed so much since I was there. It is. I think it's just changing across the board so fast. It's hard for everybody in the industry to keep up. Never mind people outside yeah. of the industry who might want to you know, sort of make make that leap. And, yeah, 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 absolutely. I know. Gathering. I even think um, I only got my supply chain for um, fabric and wallpaper really nailed down a couple of years in um, yeah. to to start an Avalana because even in two thousand eighteen to two thousand and twenty one twenty two it changed completely again. So I was like, oh, so the feelers that I was putting out and the questions I was asking in 2018 were only really getting answered a couple of years after that. It's Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, isn't it, as well? It's hard for you when you are a small independent business to find those trusted suppliers because, in truth, those trusted suppliers are also adapting their technology as fast as and as efficiently as they can. To um, to bring on board new applications, new technologies, new ink sets, new fabrics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm -hmm. So it's it's changing so quickly. You must have seen, yeah. as you just said, massive, massive difference. Oh yeah, huge difference as well. And um, like what it can do, what they can do, uh, the substrates that they can print on, just everything, everything. But I mean, it's it's super exciting for someone like me because there's there's something new to to discover every time. <laughs> every time I ring up the printers, I'm like, oh, you've got that now, right? Cool. Let's let's do some sampling on that. <laughs> and bring that to your customers as well. It's all USP, isn't it? It's really yeah. good. It yeah. really is. What product did you start with, off with initially? I started off with wallpaper. Uh -huh. So the murals were the, the biggest, um, which still are. I, I, I don't know if I'm doing something like a bit different with the murals, but just because they're made to order, made to measure, um, yeah. any scale, you know, you're working directly with the artist that's created them. So I just think any wall dimension I get given, I scale it down because a lot of people still don't understand that. They're like, oh, so if we just wanted a really small panel and I'm like, yeah, it's all, you know, I'll, I'll check with every single customer before it gets sent to print that you can see how it's going to look on your wall. So it's all scaled to whatever your dimensions are. Um, and then when people find that, out, you know, it's not just it's three by three metres and that's what you're getting. It's, you know, you're getting something completely tailored to your specific specifications. You know, it's. It's really, I don't know if that's what makes them so popular and that's why I'm getting so many return customers as well. Um, yeah, I think it is just something a little bit extra special. 
they are wonderful and they they're really easy quite bold but detailed but very easy to live with and that's the secret of an interior and it changes the ambience the mood the lifestyle the yeah yeah i know that they, they do seem like really maximal things but you maximal designs and products but um it all depends on like the look. So obviously that's why I try and do different colorways, softer colorways as well, and put them into panels, uh, one wall or all four walls. Uh, there's so many different things. They're such a versatile product. So even though it does seem like they're such a massive um, piece, which they are, they completely transform a space, but they can be used in so many different ways. That they can have a soft look. It can have a bold look. It can have a an uplifting bright look because of the colours or the scale or whatever, however it's been applied can be so varied. Yes, it is. It's fantastic that you're doing, you're doing all of that, Avlana, to be honest, and just creating all of that customised work, as you say, um, different iterations of similar themes. What inspires, let's just draw back a little bit, what inspires your collections? But the most major inspiration is has always been nature. Um, yeah. As we were just chatting about before, me taking myself off of my creative block into the middle of the Cotswolds for a glamping <laughs> session. <laughs> I mean, this is this is it. I just I just have to be out in nature at all times. Uh, <laughs> I just, this is why I need like some sort of country country studio. I just love um, botanicals. I love going for walks, hikes, canal runs. Because uh, I, I, I do a bit of jogging as well at running, so I'm just always out in the woods, fields, uh, seaside. I just love being outdoors and taking in just like the different leaves and little flowers. Um, I just think that you just can never get bored of of Mother Nature's creations. Um, no, absolutely, and I think I at just, the moment, definitely, yeah, yeah. I just I just get fascinated by it. So that's the that's the things that I love to draw the most, and then animals. Everyone's like, "Do you do anything without animals?" And I'm like, mm, "Not yet." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah, I'm just a little bit of an animal lover as well, um, and I just think paint it, especially birds. Oh, I just I don't know why I've started to realise that I might have a little bit of an obsession with birds. Okay. <laughs> I just keep painting birds. Um, Beautifully future, painting all, birds. Most yeah. murals have birds. I'm even thinking I might have to do one called the aviary at one point. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. But, but yeah, I just, yeah, I absolutely adore nature. Travels, um, even when I read sometimes like a bit of folklore, um, yeah, or if I hear, some, hear a story or a tale, it might trigger something. Um, but yeah, it's nature, travel and storytelling really spikes my imagination. Which is your favourite product so far? The product category, murals. Yeah. I just think because as soon as you... I've worked in this office, this blank box room in my rented house, and as soon as I put the mural up, it just... Every room I put a mural up ever, it just completely yeah. transforms it. And I, I can't change the floor. I can't change the paintwork on the skirting yeah. boards. Well, I could, but I'd have to put it back, which I'm not doing. But it just... As soon as you put that mural up... It just transforms, it transports you to a completely different feel. And there's just no getting that with anything else. You put up, hang up an art print. Yeah, it's lovely. But the murals just, oh, I just, I love them. Yeah, love them. It's funny, I was stalking your your Instagram in prep for our interview today. And I love your before and after videos. And, you know, A, oh, they're brilliant yeah. content for marketing, but also... You know, obviously, I'm a huge believer in digital and a huge believer in murals myself. I absolutely adore them. But there's nothing better than showing those quick clips before and after. I mean, yeah. they're absolute transformations into luxury interiors. 
Yeah, I just, yeah, did you see the finger clicking one? Yeah, that's the one I watched. Yeah. Oh my God, it's just such a joy to be able to show the transformation, like yeah. uh, plain white box room to this. Yeah, I mean, it looks, look, really luxury spa fantastic. hotel. Fantastic yes. environment. Yeah. And I'm now totally obsessed with ceiling murals. Like, I'm trying to push that so much. This is why I need my own house, Debbie, because the ceiling murals are going to be everywhere. <laughs> I've actually managed to persuade my mum to do a ceiling mural in one of her bedrooms. I'm actually going up there this weekend to get them um, photographed. Great. But I, I woke up in that room the last time I was there and just waking up to see the um, flowers and things coming out of this like Art Deco style sunburst from the centre chandelier. I was just like, this is this is magic. This is magical. <laughs> Not to everyone's taste, but you know, you can do so much with a ceiling mural as well, have it growing around the outside. So yeah, that's that's becoming a little bit more popular as well, I've noticed with um, people requesting ceiling murals because any Avalana, that's how bespoke it is, any Avalana mural can become a ceiling mural as well. It's Amazing. just that yeah, that bespoke. Yeah. Yeah, so great new technologies to explore there for using textiles on murals as well. Yes, but yeah. We sh- yeah, we sh- I'll make a couple of introductions. You should definitely do that. And also backlit wall panels and things like that. You know, they can add so much ambience mm. into, an, into a room really quickly using those, using yeah. fabric stretch. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, how do, you, how do you begin each design and what tech do you use to support how, you, how you're drawing everything? I mean... To put it into the most simplistic forms, I uh-huh. love a mood board. So I usually sort of gather some inspiration images that I love the colour of or it sort of ignites what the finished room might be that this design is going to sit in. And I sort of get little colour palette things and I'll sort of compile just like an A3 mood board digitally. Yeah. Um, just so I can keep going back to it because it's so easy to go off piste sometimes when you then start your sketching and your painting and then you're thinking, well, what elements do I need here to create this? Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of the middle part, the, the, the sort of painting and scanning in and sort of getting those elements all perfect, ready to create the design. There's a bit of to and fro there because sometimes I'll be missing elements that I really feel like, oh, I've missed some birds to go on that tree or I've missed that type of leaf and I'll have to go back to painting for a couple of days um but yeah in general it's sort of gathering um inspiration creating the mood board sketching out painting the elements gathering them all together making them absolutely pristine on photoshop and then it's actually photoshop that I use um to create the final mural repeat designs okay so I actually do the murals at three meters high by five meters and then they'll repeat every five meters um, but I mean, they could. Some some bespoke clients are like, we need it to repeat at six point three three or something. You know, if yeah. it's like a four wall rack around, and you know that's fine as well. You just go into the file and create it as the six point three three repeat done. Um, but I just tend to do it at the scale of three meters high, which covers an, an average to high ceiling height. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then five metres, because that usually allows you for a, quite a large wall to have just like one sort of panel look. And because the thing I don't like about the smaller murals is you can you can sort of have it too repeaty, if yeah. that makes sense. So it's like the herons are there, then the herons are there. So on mine, I want it to be like the herons are on that wall and then there's just more foliage to follow. So it's a little bit more of a, a panel art piece rather than a more wallpapery repeat feel to the, the design. Um, that's the luxury as well, isn't it? Because there's so much content within your murals. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's that's exactly how I want to, how I want them to yeah. feel. You're not uh, cutting any corners. No, 
<laughs> Definitely not. It's because that's what I would want for my yeah. own house. That's how it's all sort of always starts. It's like, what would I want? Which is why I need a house, because then I can actually show people that like, this is what I would do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Do you create them at 300 DPI as well? So they are big files. Create them at 254. Right, yeah. Slightly smaller. And it's only because I got into the habit of that um, because the repeats in wallpaper used to have to be 254 DPI um, to to do the little offset, you yeah. know, with the repeat offset. So I've just got into a habit of saving them, which is quite good because the quality is still there, but you can save them and they are sendable um, or be yeah. transfer to the printers. Because <laughs> I think if they're any bigger, they'd be like, can't send these. You have to be driving up with a bloody USB every time. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, taking down the whole street's Wi-Fi, taking yeah. up all the broadband connections. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, tell us about production and manufacture. Tell us about how how you how how that works. How you control color particularly, and also you know final print quality, sampling. How do you how do you schedule all of that through? Because you you know they are beautiful. You, you get it right every time. It's different for every supplier. I mean, don't get it right every time, but I've been, you I've do been, try hard. I do try hard. Yes, I aim to please um, most of myself. But no, it's different for every supplier, um, which I've also had to learn. That's been another lesson. It's like every supplier yeah. works differently. Um, some are really quick turnaround. Some you've got to book a day where you literally spend a day and color match everything to make sure it's. Yeah you know on point and um, also it depends what software they're running through their printers is it compatible and color match to photoshop or are they expecting files to come from ava for example which yeah. if you send a photoshop file through that on an ava rep it's going to totally screw up the colors yeah. so yeah it's just been a bit of a learning curve on sort of working and just speaking and this is why it's so important to you know, build a good relationship with suppliers and also for me finding ones that are drivable too so I can actually be there um, and just sort of have that control over making sure everything's looking great, uh, the colours are matched, the fabrics look great with the wallpapers and vice versa. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot of trial and error and learning the best way to work it. But yeah, hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> but staying close to your suppliers and investing in them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Building that relationship and then yeah. sort of learning the best way to work with them that works for you. Yeah. How 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 do you how do you look at um, new materials coming forward as well? It is to be honest, it is tricky. Like I, I'm so stretched. Uh, Products R and I did a huge one on fabrics last yeah. year. This year, I just wanted to sort of be a little bit more chill just because last year was so intense. But yeah, there's a lot of um, wallpaper substrates that I would really like to get my teeth stuck into that yeah. are coming out, um, which I'm hoping to do some metallic-y ones. Um. <laughs> we were talking off air, weren't we, about this though? Um, and it is an issue for the creative running their own business because you do start to feel like a pie chart, don't you? It's so hard to manage all of the admin, the business, the social media, the sourcing, the R&D, the supplier relationships and remain creative. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a tough old game. Um, mm-hmm. And, I ha- you know, as yeah, as we did have a chat about off air, you know, I did have a massive learning curve of, um, you know, knowing when to take a break yep. last year. Um, because, yeah, I'm finding it more and more. I've got the business cap on way more than the creative cap these days. And to get 
the creative cap in time with the diary. So you schedule, you know, <laughs> Thursday afternoon on the 8th of August or whatever it is for painting and you sit down to paint and you're like, I'm really not, not a robot right now. Yeah, I can't do it. So it's like, yeah, it's it's one of those. I'm learning, um, I'm learning, yeah, but it's it does it does take a, a lot to to do everything um all at once and then to sort of keep that creativity in the in the painting going. But then it, you know, you've got to get back to well, why did you start Avalana? Because I wanted to do artwork, basically. I wanted to paint. <laughs> um so yeah, it's it's a lot it's a lot of just trying to figure out how best to work it to your um abilities and and headspace and sort of yeah and your well-being you know you're managing a lot so figuring out when's best to do it and, and just giving yourself like a little bit of a break like you know don't put yourself under so much pressure to like you must paint now and things you know if it's not happening go and do something else yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah big learning curve there it is about yeah. balance isn't it really mm-hmm. yeah and from that balance comes the energy to to do what you want to do and to thrive really yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, congratulations. You know, you, you're recognising that you need that balance is a first first step in the journey, isn't it, really, too? Yeah, yeah, I know. Absolutely. When it happened to me last year, when I got the burnout, I didn't know mm. what was happening. I was like, I'm, I'm so full of energy all the time. I'm such a positive person. I'm such a, a pusher honour. And I was like, what's happening to me? I just felt like I was like defunct. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, what, what's going on? I couldn't get going again. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's what it was. I just needed a rest. I needed to step away from it for at least like, you know, I just sit down at night and I'm on my DMs, you know, people asking questions and I'll be there answering them until like 10pm and I'm just like, stop, calm yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> it's, of your own... it's funny, isn't it? Because you're a victim of your own success in that way, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. That you, you've achieved all, you're achieving the goals that you set for yourself. Yeah. How do you actually, as an independent business, how do you actually pull that back then and manage manage those, and then look to find solutions for those in a very busy world? Find those right relationships, you know, mm-hmm. with your suppliers and the challenges, and you have some help now as well, don't you? Yes. So that you can continue to build the business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just given me that space to sort of push the business on instead of just like swirling in the endless yeah. pet of daily emails and. customer orders and things because at the end of the day you know if a a customer order goes missing or it's damaged it's me that's answering that as well you know there's no big fulfillment center or it's me and uh, but luckily now as I said before I've got um, an assistant here to help me which has made the biggest difference to me Um, and my my life work balance as well Um, I just need to I I just am one of them I need to just let things go a little bit more yeah it's hard to do though when you're independent it is hard to do when you've grown Mm. it nothing Mm. and you've had everything and then yeah and then able to but that's it learning what to delegate out and who to delegate it to Um, so it still keeps running as you've been keeping it running yeah yeah without taking this without sucking out any more time definitely on that on that subject do you print all your products in the uk now or do you are you printing near shore i know pretty much everything's on demand at flana isn't it yes yes it is close to shore as well yeah the only things um that aren't made in the uk are the bedding and the ready-made curtains but Uh um i think i'll be stopping them i mean i did try like an absolute bear to get to find textile printers big enough to do like the super king bedding in one piece but i just couldn't find it but i mean i've not done that that sort of research i mean who knows maybe maybe there is someone out there give me a shout yeah definitely (laughs) but yeah um 
that came with investment as having the, the, the confidence because that was my main thing. If I send my high-res artwork files overseas, mm. how do I know I can trust them? Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know what's yeah. happening with that artwork. So, yeah, it was that was what drove me initially to just get my supply chain in the UK um, with suppliers that I could go and visit and speak to and see, um, you know, from from my, from my home studio just because yeah. it's the whole trusting if my artwork um, gets leaked you know that's me done done for it's the only thing I've got no I agree with you but those those supplies are your biggest stakeholders aren't they those, mm. those are the value within your business yeah, yeah. yeah. those relationships and both being fair in both ways too mm-hmm. yeah, that's great Avlana, I, you know, I'm absolutely in awe of what you've done. I think you've done an amazing job. Your work is so, 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 so special. How would you like to expand the brand in the next few years? I mean, yeah, I, as I said, we're getting more and more sales through from uh, North America and Australia, especially. And I just would love to become more of a global brand. I'd love to become more of a household name. Um, uh-huh. I mean, it fills me with so much joy when I was, when I'm at a show like Grand Designs and you know, ladies are come up like, oh, I've just come to the show especially to see you and your products. And I'm like, oh, oh lovely. <laughs> it's just such a beautiful moment. I'm like, oh, my God, someone knows that what I'm doing and who I am. Um, so, yeah, I'd love I'd love just to just to keep doing what I'm doing. And like, yeah, just keep learning every day. Every day is a school day when you run your own business. And right now I'm sort of learning to just be like, just, you know, remain calm, take all the all the little positive things and don't put yourself under so much pressure to become this massive businesswoman tyrant because that's not who I am and that's not yeah. what I set out to do so I just need to sort of chill out and that's what that's what I think's been going on in my head is putting myself under so much pressure the creativity hasn't managed to to flow and that's where I, I need to learn from that's been a huge lesson this this last um six months so yeah so definitely keep growing the brand but I'm not in any way putting myself under pressure to like you know really <laughs> i don't want to it to become something that i can't control yes, you know organic yeah just an organic growth steady growth yeah. that i can manage and build over time and i think the most important thing enjoy the journey yes that's it that's it it's that's it it's, if you're not enjoying the journey you've got to really step back and say like you know what what's going on here what what are you doing it for um and yeah that's what it's been all about for me in the past sort of six months sort of just realizing that you know, it is about the creativity. It is about being able to just work from home, walk the dogs on a lunch break and paint and just, um, you know, paint what you want to paint, be creative. Um, so, yeah, it's all fine and well wearing the business hat and, you know, getting deals done and, and expanding the back brand, which I do want to do, but at a lovely, leisurely pace. <laughs> yeah, at the right pace. Yeah, absolutely. Avlana, just, just before we move on to the last question, can you just run down what the products that you do offer now? Because yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so I am going to just be focusing on predominantly the murals and the wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I still offer the decals, uh, which yeah. are the sort of vinyl sort of circle sticklers um, for yeah. the wall. Uh, art prints, cushions, um, fabric by the linear meter. Yeah, and uh, kimonos. And I have yet to do um, product. R&D on the lampshades and I'd love to do more product R&D on the kimonos as well um, because I'd love to get some really lovely velvet long ones in but again it's just I I kept putting myself under so much pressure to do these things you know on the list this has to be done today and I'm just thinking to myself these things are on the list but they might not happen until like next year or so yeah yeah, so 
that those are the products. Of, I mean, it's just murals are the ones that I enjoy. They're always the designs that I start with. Um, and the other sort of repeat designs come from those elements in the murals because they are so busy with tons of elements. The murals. They are. They are. Yeah. There's a lot are, of content in there. They're beautiful. The kimonos are gorgeous as well. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do. I just I started doing the kimonos. <clears throat> I started doing the kimonos because I just wanted to start wearing the murals. I was like, I have to wear these murals. <laughs> well, they're a great little sidestep into fashion, aren't they? Really? I, know, well, I spoke to a local guy, actually, who um, wants to, well, is up for making me a suit. So okay. We'll watch this space. <laughs> right. We look forward to seeing that. Oh, Vlana, yeah. thank you so much for your time today. Just before we go, what advice would you give to an emerging designer, someone who's just setting down, setting out? Oh, advice I would give would have to be just don't give up. Um, take your time because it doesn't always happen at once, um, but you'll get there. And enjoy the process, as we were just saying. Enjoy the journey. You've got to celebrate like even the smallest wins, like the little positive times along the way. And um, the biggest thing for me was networking. Networking, uh-huh. minded people, building a good creative network. Um, you never know what these connections might lead to, the opportunities that might arise in the future with these people. And it just helps, you know, setting, setting up your own brand and your own business can feel lonely at times. You know, you might have worked in, a, in an in-house studio and suddenly you find yourself in your spare room. Yep. like me and you think right I'm going to just get myself out there um so there's always tons of like networking events um so I would just say you know get yourself a little community build up and just just keep going just keep going because you will get there oh that's great it's great advice thank you Avlana lovely to see you um lovely and um keep up with the brand keep up with all the good work yay thank you I will I will definitely do that <laughs> <laughs> We'll make sure that the um, your details and everything are in the show notes so that people can find you and, you know, go for those customised projects. You've done some lovely stuff. You know, you're working B2B and B2C so much as well, aren't you? You know, you hotels and hospitality and things like that, as well as, as you say, people's spare rooms, transforming lives at all different levels, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's just so exciting. I'm just a yes person. So any project that comes along, I am like, I am here for it. <laughs> oh, that's great. You're an inspiration. Thank you for joining oh, us today. Thanks. Maybe. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you.